0: Welcome to the J-Train Podcast. This is J-Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Mondays and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you. That's how it works, people. You tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears. I actually just got a DM from someone. Their Hinge profile, their dating app profile said... It was like the prompt was, if we'll get along if you know who Jared Freed is. And then the person responded, I know who he is now from your Hinge profile. And it's like, boom. You could tell your Hinge matches as well. Tell everybody. Let the world know. Sing the song of J-Train. Oh, ring that bell, Shelby. That's right. And if you haven't told a friend, you got to do it. That's how it works. That's the, that's the payment program. There's many ways to pay me for this beautiful podcast that I put out and I package up that Shelby and I, you know, put together. You can share it on your Instagram stories. You can support the sponsors if they support you. That's the sponsorship stuff. They're here for you if they're going to help you. I want to be able to get in your ear and go, oh, you needed new socks. Oh, you needed a toothbrush. Oh, you needed, uh, you know, uh, a gift for mom and dad. That's me helping you and you helping me use the codes, all that stuff. That's a way to pay. How else can you pay? You can join Patreon. Patreon, I got a nice little community going on there. I'm doing three additional podcasts a week. They're different than the podcasts you hear Mondays and Thursdays. They're they're different. I would call them adjacent. One more emails every Friday. That's where I do a longer email that I would never do on the show too long for the show. And I read it in a different way. I, I gotta say I, if you ask any patreon members, it's a it's a turn down the lights situation. We dim the lights. I go through the email line by line. I have thoughts and opinions. It's only in a way I would do it myself. So one more emails every Friday. Every Sunday is coffee with J train. That's really where I let it fly. I'm, 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 I'm out there, man. I'm giving opinions. I'm talking about stories. I'm talking about, you know, he- this week I, I, we're taping ahead, but I was talking about heavyweights, the movie, one of my favorites of all times, whether that could even be made today. So that's coffee with J train. And then, Every Wednesday's luxury lounge. That's where I complain about a luxury issue. A complaint that anyone could look at and go, hey Jared, there's a global pandemic. Don't there bigger issues? Well, that's why we go in the luxury lounge. So three additional podcasts a week, $5 a month. Patreon.com slash Jared Patreon.com slash Jared Fried. And listen, I'm doing right now, we're we're heading into a lockdown or a semi-lockdown. I don't know what's happening, but live shows are. St. Louis is on as of now. So if you're in St. Louis, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com. And that's what we're going to do. That, so listen, many ways to support, many ways to get involved. Uh, I'm very excited about today's guest and OKP. He's been on the show before, original key player. Happy to have him back. Bill Dawes, thank you for coming on.
1: How you doing, Jared? Man, you got a lot of energy right now. I love it, dude. I feel like dude, I we just got, got on quarantine time.
0: We got to bring it, man. This is this show is... It's all about taking your brain, putting it on the shelf. Right now, it's getting darker earlier in the day, and I'm having I need a jolt myself. So I'm hoping to give someone else the jolt of J Train on a double weekly basis. So but you're in LA. you I'm looking at your where you are. If you're on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jared Free, you can see where Bill Dawes is right now. Tell us where you are. This is a great I've been in this backyard. I love it.
1: Yeah, I'm in a yard outside my apartment right here, and uh, mm. this is where I do my podcasts. I sit it's, there, I have the heaters, and sometimes I watch movies, and yeah. It's a,
0: well, you just said you got LA has gone back into total lockdown, and yeah. I mean, there's a piece of me that looks at your situation and goes, like, it, it kind of shows you how the bar is different now. Like, I look at your situation, I'm like, oh, backyard, oh, leaves, okay. <laughs> Like that to me is uh, like a a happier life, no?
1: Yeah, no, it's true. I I just vomited a little. (laughs) I don't really need to go out and meet people, go to the gym. I mean, I don't go to the gym anyway. and I basically just do what I do always. I just go places. If it's closed, it's closed. If it's not closed, I go in. Yeah, Yeah, let yourself in. Come on. It's Sunday in most places, you know what I mean? You just go in or you don't. I mean, I still do jujitsu, which is completely illegal. Is it? Because you're just smashing with other people, and they you know. Do you do a, a test
0: before? Is there any thought? Like, does anyone get in a nasal
1: swab? No, no. It's run by Brazilians. They don't give a shit. Everyone in Brazil has COVID. They've already had. They're like, come <laughs> to Brazil. We all have COVID. We don't care. They don't give a shit. <laughs> they're just, so, they're uh,
0: done with it. Yeah. I, I mean, there's some states in this country where COVID was a season. They're like, COVID's <laughs> over. Okay, it's fall now. We move on. So so I mean the thing about jujitsu, it's funny because like I went and did comedy at a casino and it was interesting to me that I'm like, oh, their mindset is casino mindset. Yeah. Like everyone here is like, oh, there's a one in ten chance of dying, nine in ten chance of living. You know like like the, and I would assume that the Brazilian jiu-jitsu people they're like yeah I get in the ring I I risk brain damage of course this means nothing to it's it's a, it's interesting to watch people's different risk assessments run yeah. into each other but then the problem becomes you don't want to be the person that passes it along to someone who passes it along that's the that's yeah. the
1: mind fuck I know it is a mind fuck but I also just don't think it's a really I don't think it's really a thing Okay, (laughs)
0: you're in the denier
1: group. Maybe. Boy, I sound like a flat earther
0: right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a a quick walk to crazy in this world right now, because there are there (laughs) are subjects that people, you know, that that might
1: make people angry who are listening. What do you think? I just don't feel like I just don't feel like someone's going to jujitsu contract, getting the thing and then going, hey, I'm going to have Thanksgiving with my mom going to see their mom. Passing it to their mom, their mom dies. I think that whole train of, of transmission is kind of, it's kind of bullshit because, first of all, don't see your fucking mom. If she's 80 years old, if she has pre existing conditions, like if you're doing jiu don't see your mom.
0: Well, so the jiu people are out on mom. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, understand, more- I understand the fear, and I understand that. W- the, 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 I think the biggest issue is I don't know. The biggest issue is we're not on the same page. I've always been saying, like, let's get a group of scientists on PBS every day and let those five, seven scientists who are like nominated by right and left, both sides of the aisle, nominate these seven scientists and then they vote. And there it is. Now that's our new Supreme Science Court. You know, wouldn't that be yeah. – and then when there's no discussion. There's no I don't know anymore. Like, I, I again, like I'll walk by someone on the street, have the mask down, and they'll be 30 feet on the other side of the street, and they'll be like, mask, <laughs> mask. And it's not like, not. okay, there's a little bit of – and we discussed this before we got on. There's a little bit of schadenfreude in that. There's a little bit of I'm telling you. And, and so – all of us turn into, you know, our fists are up against each other. We don't trust each other. There's no community to this. We all distrust each other. And I do believe a lot of that has to do with, you know, the leadership at the top. So I I, I think it's it's all very hard and confusing. I, I understand. And I, again, if New York was heading into total lockdown right now, I would be upset. Yes, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I I just think that. Look, you're right. I'm not going to be, I'm not a mask denier. I'm not a flat earther. I'm not a Republican even. I just, I'm kind of in that line where I feel that we have, you got to, you got to live your life. It's been a while. And we've been lied to a lot. We've been told, Hey, 14 days, just to flatten the curve. Remember when flatten the curve was a thing. The only sure. thing got flattened during this was my penis with all the masturbating, but, that's, <laughs> but, but seriously, there's like, then what are we waiting for? We're going to go lock down again. Joe Biden wants to lock down well, for two weeks. The, so,
0: what? I think it's the lack of direction. And what you're saying is right. When you say two weeks and we'll see, that's a hard place to live in. It's, it's this, it's, it's, it, I think mentally it's a hard place to live in where it's like, in, you know, it's one thing to say, do 20 push-ups. It's another thing to say, do some push-ups. You, okay? <laughs> like, like, do some, do some
1: push-ups. push-ups. So maybe do some more later.
0: Yeah, do some push-ups is fucking hard. Well, how many? I don't know, as many as you can do. I can do 3. I I don't know what I can do. And it's like when they, someone says to you tw- and again, this is this is both a this is a combination to me of bad leadership of combined with the type of disease it is, the type of the way it transmits. Like it's kind of like that magic potion of of brutal.
1: But are you doing outdoor shows? You Yeah, I've done a few outdoor shows and you know, and I did I did did a. I did a movie. I did a movie. Um, you did a movie? First, yeah, I did a movie at Amazon. It was our first uh, film for the year since COVID. So the protocols are crazy. I got tested twice a day. Yeah. And I had one scene where I get shot with a squib where they have like the, I'm wearing a flak jacket and they shoot me and I fall down. And I'm a dipshit. So I forgot to put my uh, hearing plug in my right okay. ear. <laughs> So I fell down. I'm, I got that fucking ring in my ear like I'm probably half deaf now. So I get up. The, the stump corner is there. He's telling me, like, if we're going to do it again, how to do it differently. The COVID consultant comes up and goes, put your mask on. Literally five seconds after I just fell on the asphalt after a squib. And I go, give me a minute, okay? I got yeah. – Trying to deal with this here. I can't hear that well. I'm dealing with this, trying to get this other hearing out. Just give me a minute. I'm following all the protocols. Don't worry. Just give me a minute. And I went back. She reported me to the head of Amazon, or to one of the one of the VPs of Amazon.
0: So what, what 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 does that report entail? Like what what is?
1: Well, it, it, a, a call from my uh, manager saying, well, apparently you freaked out on this girl on set. They have a zero policy. Oh no! Tonight. And I was like. Whoa! What the? And I literally like. I mean, Jared, I'm I'm not one of those guys who's like. You know how girls are like. So I said to him, "Listen, if you don't like it, you can leave." And what they really said was like, "If you don't fucking like it, you can leave." No, you're giving you're giving us the story. How it happened? I was like, "Just give me a minute, please." That's what I said. So I had to like have a talk with one of the producers about it. Hey, and and also, but also, you're on. You're in a working environment
0: where. You're, everyone's trying to get their job done so like there's pressure there's there's anxiety and to have someone with this whole new job just like put your mat like a, 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 the way you're telling it you're like okay you're new here you're new to this whole experience i'm used to you know maybe something going bad or a stunt going weird on set i'm not used to you know the, the tiptoe tiptoe like uh, two feet running at me going put the you know, like it, it, it's a yeah. it, again. Like we should all understand that everyone's you know trying. You
1: know, yeah. And you feel like you're going to get in trouble, or you're going to get fined, or you get like slapped a ticket because she's apparently there just to remind people. But it doesn't feel like that as you know, overgrown child that I am. I always feel like sure. I'm in trouble back from elementary school. It's like I have PTSD. So put your <laughs> mask. On. I'm like, what did I do? I didn't do
0: anything. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. You go in. Well, that's the thing. I think there's an element of that where we're all in we all don't trust our neighbors. Like we're not sure who's going to like consider context and consider effort, you know, with, you know, you, if you, if the mask is next to you, you're on a scene and then the scene ends and you're like sitting there trying to collect yourself. And then you go to pick it up and someone's like, put it on. You're like, okay, you must not be, you're, you're here to get me not to
1: work with me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, what's weird too, is that if you go to other countries, <clears throat> I know Israel for one, the liberals in Israel, are the ones who are protesting masks and lockdowns. Interesting. Conservatives are the ones who are for the masks and for the lockdowns. And it plays out differently with different countries. I, I mean,
0: that's, again, this is all emotional. This is all, um, as we see, like, again, the election kind of proved how emotional these things can be. Like, we're not yeah. looking at things through the mathematical lens, which is, I, to me, I'm like, that's the way to go. Put these scientists, here are the rates, here are the percentages. Here's a high percentage situation. I saw this one article early in this whole thing where it was like, here are the percentage situations of where you're least likely to get it more. Like- and I'm like, okay, here are some numbers to kind of lean on, you know? Yeah, exactly. So you, what's the movie? What What was the part? You're like, a, you know, you're a legitimate big-time actor. Like, you do movies. Like, how is that, you know, what what is that like to go on the set and like <laughs>
1: – Not big-time. Not big-time. I'll tell you what, Jared. Uh look at look, look at me in my face. It's 192020. <laughs> 192020. It's 2020. Uh, what part do you think I'm going to play? You're going to play evil douchebag white dude. Close, close. Okay. More specifically, I'm a white nationalist. Oh shit, in the movie? Uh-huh.
0: Maybe she ran up to you like thought you were like like actual person like you were like she was just mad at you for in the role maybe oh, yeah. that was it she got maybe subconsciously. yeah subconsciously she got a little bit like hey i get to tell this white national something you know to do something i i get that
1: yeah a three percenter is is the militia group that i am a part of in this movie and, which is gonna be my life jared just fucking white nationalists <laughs> from here on out
0: man <laughs> well it is funny that someone anytime i get called into like hey audition for this part it's like douchey bro <laughs> asshole and you're like oh yeah it, it, it sometimes it feels like when they're trying to have you come in for an audition it's not even an audition at all they just want to tell you what they think about you to your face and you're <laughs> like oh what what time's the audition they're like no, no there isn't one i was fucking around i just want to tell you you're a douchey piece of shit loser <laughs> fat gross eyebrows fucking those eyebrows what could i do listen
1: those eyebrows
0: I got one thing in life, and, and listen, but I'm, I'm happy to have you uh, here on the show, Bill Dawes. I want everyone to go follow Bill. He's fucking hilarious. At Bill Dawes on Instagram. He's got a podcast called The After Laugh that I have been on, and give us the one-minute trailer for The After Laugh. Everyone should go
1: subscribe. Well, basically, the idea is, I live next door to the Laugh Factory, and the idea is usually after shows, after comedy shows, comics come by, and just, they take that post-show Energy, yeah, and, and, they, and they give interviews. And dude, uh,
0: I have to say, I would love the I, I and I'm I'm yearning for this type of connection, but it's it feels like it's like a lifetime ago. I can imagine going to the Laugh Factory, which I've been to before, and that's where we actually met the first yeah. time I met you. Um, and going to Laugh Factory doing a set, and then going to your backyard and having a drink and doing a show. That sounds like that sounds like perfection to me on an LA. You know, a cool L.A. night. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be great? Is that kind of the, the whole concept? Uh, yeah, that's
1: definitely, that's definitely the vibe. I used to have a lot of people come over to the yard. I was like, let's have four or five people. But as you know, when you run a podcast, that's just a fucking mess. You
0: know what Shit I mean? show.
1: Yeah. So I used to have, like, rotating hosts and guests and people coming and going. And now it's just, like, one person. Uh, but it's still a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of the episodes I can't listen to because I get really, really, really fucking high. Okay, <laughs> I'm like I don't even want to know what I said. I can't even imagine. I was probably I was probably talking about the flat Earth. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, so everyone, go check out the after laugh at Bill Dawes on Instagram. Go, go, go. Follow, follow, follow. It's going to be all over my social media. Let's do some emails. You ready? Yes, love it. J Train Podcast at gmail dot com. J Train Podcast at gmail com. Here with white nationalist J- Bill <laughs> Dawes. <laughs> What a, I mean, that's got to be a moment where they're like, okay, you're going to be playing, and you're like, what is it? Like, what asshole am I playing? What version of asshole am I playing now?
1: Yeah, I'm either a, a, a cop, a bad cop. <laughs> I used to be the rookie cop, but now I'm just too fucking old. Uh, a bad cop or a white nationalist, and uh, that's pretty much it, man. That's all I got left. I love it. At
0: Bill Dawes on Instagram. This one's called Dude Email Better Than How to Fuck. So – I have this running joke or this kind of bit when someone's like, what are the emails like? And I'm always like, the mail emails that we get are always like, how do I fuck? It's like just like <laughs> some variation on this. So this one isn't that is what he's saying. Oh. What's up, J Train? Long time, first time. I've been around since the shit Snapchat times. Not of my story. So I used to have people that would send me their shits on Snapchat. So now <laughs> we have grown up, the J Train podcast. Not of my story. I've dated this girl for over a year. We lived about 30 minutes from each other on the East Coast. We basically had three nights a week scheduled, and we were both okay with it. Exchanged I love yous, made future plans, had the title. I even took care of her dog on some mornings, and I dislike dogs. Then the big C hit, and she was forced to move back in with her parents to middle America. We continued texting. And video chatting just to keep up some level of communication. Now I am about to accept a job in the mountain region of the United States. Think Boise, Denver, Salt Lake City area. We talked about moving across the country together and starting a new in a new city. I'm not really second guessing myself, but do you have any advice? Extra info. Her skill set allows her to get a job anywhere and with relative ease. I'm 33, she's 24. I feel like if things don't work out, I won't feel bad that I took two to three years of her life since she should have more than enough time to meet another guy and have kids. Okay, well, at least you've looked out for her. Uh, oh, what a nice guy. This guy's a real gentleman. But I I, I do, I, I, I actually, what
1: do you think, Bill Dawes, of moving from the East Coast to the mountains? I'm of- confused about the question. Is The question is, should he take the job or should he ask her to move with him? I think it's the
0: question is, should, should he ask her to move? Uh, we talked about moving across the country together and starting a new city. I'm not really second guessing myself. I guess he's asking for general advice on what the plan should be, like how to ask her where to move, what to do. Uh, this is a big life change. So I'm, I'm sure he's like, it sounds like one of those big life changes that you're going to do, but you're not sure Yes, you just want, you just want two, two dudes to go. Fuck. Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> I think that's what he wants. <laughs> My, my advice is this. This happens in LA all the time. I don't know mm. about New York, but a lot of people, a lot of couples come out to LA and they move in together. Maybe they were dating and they move to LA together within six months they're broken up. It happens okay. all the time.
0: Do you think I, that's LA? Do you think that's part is that like one person came with a dream and the other person came along for the dream and then they see what the dream is and the other person's like, what the fuck am I doing here? Do you think there's an yeah. element of that?
1: That, that, that's very possible, yeah. Maybe one of them is like drinking adrenochrome going like, oh, this is what I wanted to do. And the other one is like, what are you talking about? Uh, I think that... <laughs> they're Drinking the what? Adrenochrome. What's that? Wait, you don't know what adrenochrome is? That's the no. latest conspiracy theory. Adrenochrome is when you scare little children, boo, they... Adrenaline shoots through their blood. You drain their blood and you drink it. That's the whole QAnon thing that the Republicans fucking. <laughs> why all the Hollywood starlets look so young? is because they drink Adrenochrome. Bill Dawes is not doing a good
0: job of making us believe that he's not the white nationalist from the movie. He's
1: <laughs> no, those are the liberals who do drink? Okay, okay, no, okay. I, I think if you live in a look, you live. You move to a mountain area. Mm. You have a hot little twenty-four-year-old. Yeah, why not? Convince I- she goes, you, you don't like her, you break up. Don't feel guilty about it. That's or just, she
0: that's doesn't awesome. like you. No, I, I, I think this is great. I think you got to make a leap. You're 30. You know, he writes he's 33. Um, it, You're making a big move for a job. She says she can get a job. I think you have to – I think the the big thing is make sure you both have jobs. Make, th- make sure you both have purpose. Sure. Make sure – I think with the big problem with I'm moving here, come with me, is like now – The person can I I think it. I think everyone needs purpose. Everyone needs their hands moving, even though part of it in the first six months is moving is a lot of those things that give you purpose, fixing up the new place. But then that runs out of steam. So I, I think like go if both of you are excited to go for to be together, but also to start your own new thing. That's a great thing. So I think like if you say to her like, hey, she says she can get a job anywhere and with relative ease. Let's work on that first before we go. Don't do it after because I think what can happen is you can – and I'm not saying this is male or female. Anyone that's going with the, with the not job that needs them there is kind of like, ah, like they can get used to oh, I just kind of hang at home. I just kind of, you know, I fix up the apartment. I'm the cook. I'm the person who cleans. No, 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 no. I want us both going with a purpose and part of that purpose being to be together.
1: Yeah, no, I, I buy that. I, I also think that um, if, uh, if she moves there, it should really be her choice. He shouldn't lean on her too hard to make that happen. It should be something yeah. that she's excited to do. You
0: know what I mean? And she's I, you, 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 yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Leave the door open for a denial. So it's like, hey, I'm going here. I would love for you to join me. I would love for you to move in with me. I would love to like see where this can go. We've had a great year. We've done distance. Now let's see what this relationship is in the same apartment. And I think putting it that way, so you don't say like, Don't make promises. All you're seeing is if this works in a cohabitation way in a new city. Let's see if it works. I think making it that and then going, also, I totally understand if this is not where you see life going. But we're going to have to have other conversations because of that. Because I'm going to a new city and I'm going to start fresh either with you or, you know, I think – posing that like hey this is a way out for you. If you're not totally sold on this relationship, now's our time to have that conversation. Where
1: did they start? Where did the relationship start? What city? They said he said East Coast.
0: So uh started 30 minutes from each other on the East Coast. So they but they were 3 nights a week scheduled and yeah. they're uh, I love yous, future plans. So like this feels like the right next step. I'm I'm down for it.
1: So I think part of the thing he's worried about is the fact they're going from East Coast city life kind mm. of to a mountain, like a, sh- yeah. a Unabomber shack in the middle of the fucking woods. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe he's worried about yeah. inviting to that life, too. I know?
0: Listen, you don't want to be, and I'm with you. What you said before is totally right. You don't want to, like, force anyone or, like, you shouldn't convince anyone. I remember there was one time I had a friend. I have two friends, and one of them kept saying to the other friend, you should move to New York. You should move. And I was like, you can't. I, and then they were like, Jared, what do you think? I was like, you should do whatever you want. If you move to New York, I'm happy to be the person you call on, but I don't want to be the person that that feels like I went, that they go, well, you told me to move here. No, 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 no. I'd love for you to move to New York. I'm not going to force you to do it. I think there's good and bad to both. Like, to her, there's good and bad to both situations. You're moving away. You're going to know nobody. You're going to just know me. That's a bad thing. Yeah, uh, But there's a good thing. We get to start our life together. You get to a new city. We get to be in the mountains. We can go skiing. It's the wintertime. You're not stuck in our apartment in our city. So again, offer both pros and cons and don't force it on them. Just offer it to them. The J Train podcast is brought to you by Solo Stove. I am so excited. They're se- Solo Stove is now sponsor of the podcast. They're sending me one. And you can have a fire in your yard or for camping, and it's really a blast. Right now, we're all kind of dealing with different surroundings, different ideas of what we would do for a trip or for fun. And we're trying to all take our homes and turn them into something that's a little bit different. And a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more, um, you know, fun for the whole family or for you and your girlfriend or your boyfriend. And Solo Stove is a way to do that. Solo Stove creates story worthy moments, fireside fumes not included. The stainless steel construction is designed to regulate airflow and burn more efficiently. So little smoke, you'll wonder if how there's so much fire. So basically, you can create. Your own little campfire in your backyard or on your roof or on your uh, terrace. And it's a way to kind of make your home a little bit bigger. Hey, want to go outside tonight? Ah, it's cold out. I don't know. What are we going to do out there? It's night. You know, it gets dark early. Well, this gives you an excuse. Solo Stove is all about giving you that moment outside, that fun outside, that different campfire moment that maybe you wouldn't have in your own home. It's easy to light with a few bits of starter. Your fire's blazing in minutes. Take your Solo Stove with you on the road or set it up on the rooftop or your backyard. Solo Stove is so confident in the products, they give you a lifetime warranty on every purchase. No one needs a reason to gather around the fire Solo Stove just took away any reason not to. And now you can get $10 off when you use promo code JTRAIN at checkout. Just go to solostove.com. And remember, you get $10 off when you use promo code JTRAIN. That's $10 off promo code JTRAIN at solostove.com, solostove.com. $10 off when you use promo code JTRAIN. You can make your own little bonfire, your own little campground right in the comfort of your own home premises. Go solostove.com, promo code JTRAIN for $10 off. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Bespoke Post. This fall, as you get back into the swing of things, Bespoke Post has brand new seasonal box of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. I'll say right now, I love these boxes. I love Bespoke Post. I think there's a lot of women that listen to this podcast. You have a lot of men in your life, your dad, your uncle, your grandfather, your boyfriend, your brother. These are great gifts because – The reality of the box system is one of the things is gonna be a part of their life. One of these things is gonna be something that they're excited to have, and the other ones are gonna be just as excited, but they're just gonna go, okay, this is a one-time thing for me. But for you, where you're sitting right now, there's someone in your life that you know, you want to do something interesting and awesome and fun for. Bespoke Post is the place to do that. Whether it's gear to upgrade your autumn craft beers or cozy threads for when the temperature dips, Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. I love that about Box of Awesome. What Bespoke Post does is that they will put stuff into categories and you can say, well, I want a grooming thing. If you have if you have a guy in your life that's into grooming. Oh, I want a barware thing for the guy in my life that likes to make a cool cocktail. That's that's what makes it easier for you as the gift giver. And considering the time of year. We're all in the gift-giving mode, and we all want to make things easier for ourselves. We don't want to be sitting there all day wondering, well, what do I do? This person likes this, and this person's hard to get a gift for. Get it done. Get it done right now. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. Isn't that helpful? I think a lot of this gift-giving stuff is is harder considering the more you think about it, the more you put it off. And this is a great way to get it done. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up. And you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20, 20, 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter code JTRAIN at checkout. Let me say it again. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code JTRAIN at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code JTRAIN for 20% off your first box. JTRAIN podcast at gmail.com. JTRAIN podcast at gmail.com. Here with Bill Dawes. At Bill Dawes on Instagram. Go follow the After Laugh. That is the podcast. What's the deal, Jared? Jared, I briefly dated a guy towards the beginning of quarantine, but ended things with him roughly two months in. I really enjoyed hanging out with him, but towards the end, he'd start going MIA for days, after which he said he was going through some things. I understood it was pretty early on, so I wasn't expecting him to divulge to me right away, but the inconsistent flow of communication left a sour taste in my mouth, and I ended things soon after. We still followed each other on Instagram until a few months ago when I noticed he wasn't in my following followers list and found out he blocked me. I understand that blocking someone is a form of self-preservation, so I took it as that. This past weekend, he requested to follow me again. I didn't expect anything would come out of it and assumed he'd just live in my Instagram stories land. After I accepted, he DM'd me earlier today, giving me his number In his message. He said he lost his phone contacts and asked me to text him since he was going to get off Instagram. Deactivate his account, I assume. But I can see that he has since blocked me again on Instagram after DMing me. So what's the deal with this, Jared? Why ask someone to text you and then proceed to block them? If you regretted DMing me, he could have just unsent the message. I know I would still receive the notification on my phone, but at least if I tried to open the message, it it wouldn't be there anymore if he unsent it. I don't plan on texting him, but I find it strange and would like to get your thoughts on it. I'm not sure if this helps your answer, but for reference, I'm 26, he's 28. I'm female, he's male. So what do you think Bill does?
1: I think that's obvious. There is another woman he is dating. He started dating this other woman. Mm. And he was like, oh, I can't have this girl. I got to block her, get her out. Him and this other girl had a breakup. Mm. Said, hey, what's up? Here's my number. That girl came back and then he blocked her again. It's just he's Very- in some sort of weird, toxic, fucked up relationship. And he, the second he has an opening, he probably reaches out to this girl. So she shouldn't feel insulted because obviously he likes her. But there's another woman for sure.
0: Sure. I'm with you. Whether there's another woman or not, I think what you just the the situation you just presented absolutely could be the case. I'm I'm with you. Um, I would also say but that also hinges on loneliness. So like so all of that is about loneliness, whether there's another woman or not. The moments that he's reaching out to this woman is when he's lonely. Yeah. And because he sees her as an option, he's someone that was in a Rolodex. It's someone in the Rolodex of I've said yes to you naked in the past. And that's a that's a Rolodex people like to go back to. Yes. Cuz they go because there's minimal losing there. There's minimal hurt there. There's minimal vulnerability. That person's already said yes to me, so if they say no in the if they say no this time, then it's about other things and not that I'm not a hot commodity because I've already been there. So there's ego preservation, and then there's a little boost that gets you the you know the little jolt of dopamine that Bill says people sip out of children's skin. So like I, so I I would say again the one thing she does in her email, and I and I want to say this is kind of a lesson for life. She writes why. Uh, if he regretted DMing me, he could have just unsent the message. I know I would still receive the notification on my phone, but at least if I tried to open it, it it wouldn't be there anymore if he unsent it. That is one of those, I understand what she's saying, and maybe that would be the strategy you would employ if you sent a DM, but let's just understand that he chose a different direction with his insanity. And I, I use the word insanity like, lovingly and in the way that i'm insane too i'm saying like all of us make decisions and then all of us try to figure our way out of the decision with a clock ticking down and and do whatever we can so so the idea that he didn't unsend it doesn't make it worse it's not for a different reason because he left it there it wasn't to get you more you know what i mean
1: also because i don't think guys understand the intricacies of instagram the way women do Mm. Like women know all these little tricks about Instagram and how to post <laughs> shit and filters and unsending and leaving messages and videos that you can't see later. I don't know. I don't know any of that shit. So I think <laughs> well, a lot of guys don't know it as well. Also I would send a message?
0: Also women act more um, gracefully. They they you know when w- women are doing these like quote unquote stalking someone it is with a little bit more of of a white glove treatment. A man comes in and is like, I DM you. <laughs> I leave message. I can unsend. Like, this is very caveman way of trying to avert his own loneliness. So the idea that he would... I, I, so we both understand, like, something's going on with him. What she needs to know is it's not about her. It's not about... it. She is someone that he is getting... Uh, oxygen from. You are an oxygen tank for loneliness and to fill his soul where it wasn't getting filled before.
1: Yeah. And I think that she should definitely, no matter what, just move on. Yeah, you
0: got to get away from this guy. And and let's not believe, you know, listen, you gave one shot to come back to his, to, to watch your stories for a lifetime. To me, now you know. Now you should block them as be, and don't give them the option of coming back To you in the future. Like we know, now we know the drill. This is the same guy. This guy's acting on Instagram how he acted in his relationship. He would go MIA for days. So it shouldn't be surprising. Okay, you gave him a shot. Let's block him and get away from it. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Noom. Getting in shape isn't just about losing weight. It's about learning healthier habits and feeling better about yourself. Maybe it's getting into your gold genes, having more stamina, or just treating yourself better. What if you could use one app for all of that? No want more hunting for training apps, workouts, or calorie trackers. There is a new app called Noom that will help you develop a healthy lifestyle for years to come. Their whole thing is about learning, not dieting. They want you to build better habits. I love Noom. I think it's a great app. It is the little pin, little nudge in your side that reminds you to stay healthy. They send you little facts. They have little classes. You can talk to people on there. You can uh, sign up for groups. And, and the best thing to me is the calorie tracker. The calorie tracker keeps you in, my, in line. You can't avoid the the numbers and you say, oh, I'm having, you know, thir- you know, a- a- I'm having a big sandwich today. And you, you go through it and you put it in and you go, oh, okay, that's what it is. Now I know. And I, I think what Noom is doing, it's all about psychology. That is a better way to go than just guessing and listening to one influencer that told you one thing that might be able to make you healthier. No, 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 On Noom on the new map you get tailored lessons log the food you eat and learn a new lifestyle noom helps you change your habits develop a new relationship with food noom is based in psychology the way you think about food is important learn through personalized courses how you can replace your old habits with healthier ones no food is good or bad. Noom che- teaches you moderation. Noom takes a human approach. There's no judgment. It's all about staying mindful and doing what you can every day. At Noom, small steps lead to big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom n o o m dot com slash jtrain. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash jtrain to start your trial today. Again, that's Noom.com slash jtrain and start losing weight for good. Jtrain podcast at gmail dot com. Jtrain podcast at gmail.com situation ship gone mysterious mm. i like doing these mysterious ones with you bill because i feel like you've been in these situations that you've dated you've been with women you you know the deal of having a you know a mental collapse that makes you just leave a relationship i'm sure yeah. yes <laughs> so on a yearly let's... basis <laughs> love the show thanks so much for taking my email so last summer I met this guy my uh, after my dad passed away. I'm sorry. I actually met him at his funeral. Uh, at his funeral, he knew him. Hey. Um, we spoke and exchanged information, and we ended up meeting up a week later. Do you think this guy gave his number at a funeral?
1: You guys got game, man. I to got the t- daughter? I- Pick up a girl at a funeral. You got some fucking swerve, no? you, that Jess, what did you say?
0: I thought, I was like, Bill was saying, wow, you got some moves. And then I thought my girlfriend was going to go, ew. She goes, boss move. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last summer I met this guy at. A dick to cry on. What's that? Everyone needs a dick to cry on. She said, everyone needs a dick to cry on. Well, okay. My, I didn't know Jess was a poet. Okay. So So last summer I met this guy after my dad had passed away. I actually met him at his funeral and he knew him. Uh, We spoke and exchanged information. We ended up meeting up a week later. I had a great time at his friend's party. I ended up going back to his place and slept over. He tried to sleep with me, uh, but due to the nature of the time, I didn't feel comfortable. He was fine with it and said we would see each other again. Side note, he had told me in the Uber that his ex-girlfriend's things, who he has been with for four years, was still at his apartment and she was clearing it out the next day she had left a week ago, would never tell me why. So now, I mean, this is all, this guy is like Will Ferrell in in uh, Wedding Crashers. This guy's picking up the daughter of the dad at his funeral. Oh, my God. Then he brings her home and says, my ex-girlfriend's things are here because we were together for four years, but she's cleaning out the next day. It's all a little too perfect. Yes. Like this story of like...
1: The next day, what a coincidence.
0: Yeah. <laughs> next morning. Don't worry yeah. about the... Yeah, the women's underwear. Don't worry about it. It's leaving tomorrow. Like the used condom, that's
1: seriously like so old. It's
0: been there forever. Yeah. She had left a week ago, would never tell me why. Again, this is one of those situations too. I'm, I'm not... We'll stop the email for a second. When someone won't tell you why... When you are putting yourself out there for vulnerability, that's a time to step back. Yes. Like that that to 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 you just if someone says to you, hey, listen, there's gonna be a lot of women's stuff at my place uh where I'm gonna sleep with you. Uh I my girlfriend broke we broke up after four years. She's moving out tomorrow. Hey, why did you break up? Oh, I can't tell you that. No, you have to tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you are now, something else is being hidden. If you're not telling that, that means when someone goes, "I can't tell you," they haven't thought about what the story is going to be yet.
1: Yes, here's another thing too. Did he bring up the ex girlfriend before he brought her home, or all of a sudden he brought her home? And goes, "Oh, by the way, this is all my uh, ex girlfriend stuff." <laughs> because I feel like if you bring up if you bring up an ex girlfriend at all early on in dating, in terms of like, yeah, we're kind of like into living like. It's a wrap. Get out of that, that
0: situation. That means there's still something going on, for sure. Because you're you're because basically what you're trying to do is add fine lines to the contract. Well, I told you we were still blankety blank. But he she writes side note. He had told me in the Uber that his ex girlfriend's thing. So this sounds like it was on the way. On The way to get laid. To to maybe get laid. And she didn't get and he didn't get laid. But they had a sleepover in her sheets. Okay. Okay. as time continues we continue to text snap and flirt together he always mentioned how he wanted to sleep with me uh and how and how pretty i was but i said that i said that was cool but i really wanted to date he continued to tell me he just wasn't ready to date uh, date and needs needed to figure out his life sorry there's some misspelling so i'm trying to figure out what it is he continued to tell me that he just wasn't ready to date and needs to figure out uh, his life. He was definitely a way to suppress my grief. So I I understand why she she's not a dummy for going on with this. I get it. Your dad just passed away. You meet this guy who knew your dad. He seems nice. You had a good time meeting his friends at the party. You sleep over. Sure, he's got X and stuff, but again, these things are a two-way street. You're getting, she knows, she says, he was definitely a way to suppress my grief. She was getting something out of him. She's getting the fun and excitement of, of someone who cares. And I understand that. Fast forward right before Corona, I was at a function at a bar where he was and he brings a girl with him. I mentioned something to him when I got home about it and he said that it wasn't his girlfriend and he wasn't seeing anyone. Now here we are, Fall. I finally found out through a friend of a friend what happened with the ex-girlfriend. He always claimed to me that uh, he was sick over what happened and missed her. He ended up having a full relationship with someone else from his hometown for the last year and a half of his relationship. He introduced her to the girlfriend a year prior and the girlfriend and side piece became friends. The girlfriend found out through Apple messages and lacked and packed her bags and left. I never knew who the side piece was until I saw a random comment on Facebook, on a Facebook photo. Sure enough, I looked the girl up and he is all over her Instagram, not a stitch, not a stitch of him on his social, not a stitch of her on his social media. When I confronted him about being with someone, I'm totally sure he lives with this girl now as well. He claimed he was lying and wasn't seeing anyone. Claimed. The the other person okay I ended up removing him off all social media because I just could not take it anymore. However, he still follows me on Instagram and still continues to like my photos. What gives? Why lie? He claimed we were friends. He li- he knew I liked him. Why not just tell me? I'm having a hard time because I feel like he chose someone else and I was the shit option. Would love to hear your advice. Why is everything so a secret? Here's a pic of me for reference and a picture of the side piece and the dude from her public
1: Instagram. So. Damn it. This is the problem with women. Women are great. No, she's great. She shouldn't. Yeah. In comparison to the f- side piece, in comparison to him, am sure. I not great enough? She's going through all this bullshit-like calculation in her brain about why she's somehow less than because of this piece of shit guy with no integrity. And yeah, yeah, yeah. What with her? He's an honorable guy.
0: He's not... Yeah, he's a shit dude. He He did shitty things. It's bad and she sent a picture of her, she's beautiful, like, there's nothing in a world, he sends a picture of him with the girl that he's seeing, and, yeah, I, I mean, she's fine looking too, like, but there's no, like, I'm not going, like, whoa, she, he picked the, it's not the, you're not the shit option, I mean, I understand why she came to that conclusion, and I, I feel horrible for her, but, Again, I'm with you, Bill. There's it, that's not how things happen. I, I had someone the other day, um, like someone was like, someone dm me about like someone cheating. It, they would cheat if it was with J Lo, and it's like, no, and that's not how cheating works. That that's not how this whole thing works. And I know that's hard to like understand because men always, you know, the guy talk thing is always like, oh look how hot, or look at her ass, or look at. It's always about looks, but cheating doesn't happen because of looks it happens you know it's just new you know so and 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 that's hard for a lot of and and again that makes it sound worse I guess to some people that would sound scarier but I'm saying like the idea like well J-Lo would make them cheat no 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 that's not that's that's just not how it works it's not it's not J-Lo it could be it could be you know C-Lo yeah, C-Long, you know, so it doesn't matter, yeah. So what do, you, what do you think of this situation? Is there any, what? why would he lie? I, I mean, I, I I can
1: under, what do you think? Well, it sounds to me like, first of all, the moral of the story should be like, if a guy tries to pick you up at a funeral, like, just don't go with it. Sounds probably
0: like, not, the, the, not the guy, probably and
1: he, not. And I will say this, it's, what's that famous quote? People tell you who they are up front, believe them. Yeah. It, it may seem like he just wanted to get laid. And she sounds like a good girl who wants a relationship. She so, said
0: she wanted to date. You're right, and and he did. All his texts were about how good you look and how he wants to fuck you. Those yeah. aren't that. That's not what Shakespeare wrote about. Maybe <laughs> he wrote about that in the later years, but it, 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 you know the the first entry the the first entry when he, in his book wasn't Hey,
1: um, I really want to bang you one day." Yeah. Shall I compare you to a summer's rose or a summer's day, whatever the (laughs) fuck it is? Yeah,
0: Yeah, and and then she writes, he claimed we were friends. That's the easiest thing to claim in the world. That is the and and I I guess like I'm not you're not you know, not you're not stupid for falling for that. I, I just think like we have to like be more cynical of the people in our lives and believe them is is exactly the thing here. He you know, the idea that you guys and like, you know, he told me in the Uber, the ex-girlfriend, like some, at some point you have to connect these things together to create. And I get a lot of emails here. They're like, what if he does this? Am I out? And I'm like, well, I I don't think one thing can make you end something or go away from something, but it goes on their resume. You met this guy at the funeral. He gives you the number. He, he brings you back to an apartment where all his ex stuff is there. He won't tell you why the ex ran away okay, we now we're building a case here
1: for why I would be not interested in him. Yeah. You know what bums me out about this? Because this happened to her, she's kind of probably going to go into every relationship now just with that trepidation and fear that every everybody's going to be a lying sack of shit. And it bums me out because you have really great women who have been in relationships where they've been burned that way and they just kind of they're unable to approach a relationship with any vulnerability or openness because they're so afraid now.
0: No, it fucks people up. I mean, she says, why not just tell me? And I think that's the biggest thing here is like this guy was, uh, you know, the way this guy operates and you use the word integrity. Integrity is big here because men do love having options. Now there's versions of having options. There's, okay, I'm going to meet a bunch of girls on Tinder And then I'm going to set up a few dates and then maybe I won't go on all the dates. I'll go with the one that I I feel the best connection with. Or it's the other version where it's like, I'm not in a relationship with the three people I'm dating. So I can kind of like live in this naivete where like, oh, we're just kind of seeing each other. We're just kind of hooking up. And then they text you forever and ever and ever. This guy's version of collecting options is the, like the, you know, the most diabolical version not to like compare diabolical versions, but the idea that he's going to funerals and giving out numbers and going, I don't think he's going to the funeral to like bag the the dead guy's daughter. Like, I don't think that was his plan. I think he sees a beautiful woman. He goes, get the number. We'll figure this out later. Yeah. And then he goes, okay. And then he never really thinks of the feelings involved along the way where it's like, you just get, you know, thrown away at any time. And I don't mean to like use such a harsh way of putting it, but it's like at any time he can go, Ah, we tried and he kind of
1: like throws her to the wayside. Yeah. I have another comment to make when a woman says like, why did he do that? Why did he just tell me the truth? Unfortunately, because of the way that men are raised by their mothers and they don't want to piss off mommy. They don't want to get in trouble with mommy. Men are almost conditioned to lie to women from an early age. It's a real big problem to have. Look at this documentary on Netflix called an American murder. Okay. This guy had a wife and kids, whatever. And he, instead of like just saying, hey, I want a divorce, I'm having an affair, he murdered her. That's how afraid men are of actually <laughs> difficult it. <conversation. laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I,
0: that's anything, the worst case I scenario.
1: I have to be honest if it means they're being kind of a low integrity piece of shit. Well, that, say-
0: the, the, this whole thing of like be a gentleman. Be a gentleman a lot of times is lie. You know, like, be a gentleman. Open the door for him. Well, I want to go through the door first. I don't want to fucking open the door. I didn't even want to open the door, but I have to. And even that act of opening the door for someone, it it can be an act of lie. Like, no, I'm gonna fucking rush. I can't open the door for you. I got to go. And it's (laughs) like, um, but again, like the door opening, that's a nice thing. That can manifest itself into, I never want to be truthful with anybody where I'll hurt a feeling. And... To me, this guy was like, yeah, "I'll ghost this woman. The more serious I get with the other woman, and that's it." And to be honest, I, I feel horrible. Again, what you said is right. Like, it's I. We can only say so many times, "You're great. You're wonderful." It's going to work out with someone else. Try to be, you know, a little bit more cynical, but not too cynical to not date. But um, yeah, I mean, this is a tough situation. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Native Deodorant. With the holiday season right around the corner, we're all getting into the spirit by indulging in the sights and sounds and scents of the season. One thing I made sure to do was update my Native collection with their candy cane holiday scent. I love it. I love it. It makes me happy every time I put it on. I love that it's a candy cane. I love that I'm in the time. It's all about the, you know, seasonal stuff. It's reminding yourself what's going on outside the world of, yeah you know, the, the world you're in. How, what, how much more fun is putting on a candy cane deodorant? I think it's great. And, and I legitimately smile every time. And they, they have other flavors, buttercream butter and vanilla, blood orange and clove. They're all to get you in the mood for the time of year. Native deodorant is an all-natural deodorant that's safe and effective. The perfect addition to your daily routine this holiday season. Native deodorants don't just block odor better, they may, they're may they made better. Native has deodorants, you has ingredients you've heard of like coconut oil and shea butter. It's also vegan and never tested on animals. And Native never uses ingredients that shouldn't be in deodorant like aluminum, paraben, sulfate, or talc. Their candy cane gift set also makes for a great gift option and all Native products are great stocking stuffers for everyone on your list. Best part is with Native, there's no risk to try. Native has free shipping and free returns in the USA. Give the gift of Native by going to nativedeo.com slash JTrain or use promo code JTrain at checkout and get 20, 20, 20% off your first order. Make sure you order before before December 7th to get your products in time for Christmas. Okay, these are great stocking stuffers. That's nativedeo.com dot com slash jtrain or use promo code jtrain for twenty percent off your first purchase. I love this deal. I love what they're doing. I love the holiday scents. Native deodorant. Take care of your body now. The J Train podcast is brought to you by Brooke Linen. Ooh, it is so important to have great sheets. I, I there there are certain things you don't want to skimp on. Your sheets is one of them. You want to make sure your bed is a palace, a place that you can't wait to get into. And Brooklyn and Sheets is a, is a way to make that happen. And they send in this great kit, and if you're going to give it as a gift or if you're going to give it as a gift to yourself, it's just so nice to have it delivered. It comes with a little detergent, you put it in the wash, you Put it in the dryer, and then you make the bed and you have a little sweat going because you you know, it's not easy to make a bed. And then all of a sudden you jump in, you go, Ah. It's like a cold drink on a hot day. That that is how good these sheets feel the first time you get them. Brook Linen is also a great company. They were started by Rich and Vicky, who also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brook Linen as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They worked directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury-level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting and is so confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. And Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, and even loungewear and more. I have the, I have the towels. The towels are fantastic. You want to wear the towel all day and then get. In, you want to get out of bed, take a shower, wear the towel, then get back into bed after taking off the towel. That's how great their stuff is. Brooklyn is, uh, you can buy sheets, bedding, pillows all at once, eat, save even more. So I, I love the sheets. I love what Brooklyn does. I love that they've taken out the middle man or middle woman. They've taken out that middle person that costs you more money for, amazing hotel quality sheets, hotel five star quality uh, towels and, and and listen we're going to give you some free money. Don't wait. Do something nice for yourself. Go to brooklinen.com, use promo code JTRAIN, 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 to get 10, 10, 10, 10% off your first order and free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code JTRAIN, for 10% off your first order plus free shipping. One more time, brooklinen.com, use code JTRAIN at checkout. podcast at jima.com, podcast at gmail.com here with bill Dawes at bill Dawes on Instagram, the laughter laugh. That's the podcast. Now I'm going to, so I sent you an email. Let's do it. You ready?
1: Yeah. I'm looking at it now.
0: Okay. Um, let me see if I got, okay. I got it in front of me. I sent you an email. It's got a screenshot. You ready? Mm -hmm. Ghost gone wild. Jared, big fan of the podcast. Never really had anything to contribute, but recently had myself a uh, found myself in a situation. Uh, ship turned ghosting. A guy that I know from growing up went to the same church. Slid into my DMs in early July. I'm 25, living in the tri-state area, while well, he's 23, 27, and lives in Georgia. Okay, guy I know from growing up, same church. Slid into my DMs early July. I'm 25, living in the tri area. While he's 27, lives in Georgia. In July, he would joke around about wanting me to visit, which I took with a grain of salt because, like, yeah, dude, let me just drop what I'm doing during a global pandemic and buy a plane ticket to, to stay a weekend with a guy I haven't seen since Christmas Mass 2019. As he continued to text, I actually committed to taking the trip, but eventually canceled because of Corona, etc. <laughs> well, I guess they're having fun texting. Okay, I get, th- I get how the trip comes up, right? What's that? It's
1: banter right now, right? Yeah,
0: it's banter. Uh, We drifted a bit with the occasional complimentary DM and snap here and there, him asking when I was rescheduling my trip, to which I brush off. Uh, Towards the beginning of September, we were Snapchatting, messaging, gag, and one thing led to another, and 12 hours later, I received flowers from the kid. Some context. He has a very important job, CFO, that takes up a majority of his time. Big shoes to fill and wants to prove himself in his company, something which I admire. He also is a self-proclaimed and friend-verified, quote-unquote, horrible texter with a proclivity to ghost people, cue red flag. We end up talking to which he starts laying it on pretty thick. Pet names, I'm marrying you, BS. And I'm marrying UBS and asking me to move down to Atlanta. We also had a few FaceTimes in which we stayed up until 1.30, 2.30 respectively. I eventually cave and buy myself a ticket to visit him. And we have a really great weekend, mid-September. We stayed with his best friends, to which he said, if you get past these guys, you're in. And also let it slip that we were quote-unquote dating. While there, he also, whilst drinking, mind you, asked me what it would take for me to move to Georgia, as well as saying he was falling for me and was all in, quote-unquote. We hooked up that night as well. If the dude needed a chick to fly down there to get laid, I'd be extremely concerned. But I would like to think there's enough poon down there to need to not need to go to those measures. But, hey, man, <laughs> always I, – I, the word poon is always going to get me. I, I – uh, it's great. Oh. Perfect word. Yeah, I just did it. Okay. Um, now this is where things take a turn, of course. I fly home. The communication begins to decline slowly. We FaceTime a few times and text a bit, but not as much as before. He states more than once how busy he is and how much he has to catch up on, etc. which I'm very understanding of and don't push too hard. As I am grappling with this lack of communication, he texts me and tells me, take a deep breath. His good friend was murdered. Hey. Yeah, you read that right understandably I did a big what the fuck to myself and let him know I was there for him to which he responds he'll get in touch once he's ready and then he won't be take, talking to people for a bit I end up DMing his roommate whom I went, met when I visited expressing my condolences and to, to say I want to send them something to which he says blank would appreciate that okay I send them cookies and a note and say uh, how thankful he is uh, says he says how thankful he is for them yada 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 <laughs> I love that she's, she's so mad at this guy or so disheartened by this situation that like the dead friend, she's like, yeah, he says, thank you for the cookies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah dead friend. you good. You're a nice person. Whatever. <laughs> like, uh, After this, I didn't hear from him all weekend. He was with his frat brothers morning, his friend that Monday. I sent him the text. See below. Okay. So. I'm going to, I'll be her, you be him. Is that okay?
1: Yeah, let let uh, let me pull this up. Oh, goddamn small screen. Okay, here we go. So are you, am I blue or are you blue? I'm blue. Okay. I'll be her. Okay. Hey, let's shoot for Wednesday. Busy week and I didn't sleep well last night, so I'm going to try and get some better Z's this evening.
0: So this is an hour later. Can I ask you something? I know you have so much going on right now and I want to make sure I give you space, but I enjoy talking to you and had a great time with you in Atlanta. So I guess I just kind of want to know where your head is at. <laughs> and then she writes that day- was at not, ni- that was at nine thirty in the morning. And then she writes back at nine thirty PM. Do I have to tell my church, my parents to find a new church? I like that. She's still joking. She's still giving this guy the out. She's still giving them, like, hey, I'm working with you here. Like, for her to say, do I have to tell my parents to find a new church, that's like, listen, I, I get that we know the same people. Like, I, I like her perspective on this.
1: Yeah, and she has a little emoji, which is a smile, a crying smiley thing. So Yeah, a little levity to the situation. Yeah, you need the emoji there. Otherwise, it looks creepy. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I just finished working. Got nothing done last week, so now I have to catch up. I like you. I had a great time with you. But after the last couple of weeks, I don't know if I have the time to put in towards a full-on, long-distance relationship. I like to keep flirting and feeling it out. But hopefully, you don't have too much in terms of expectations in the short term because my time is super limited. I need to get my focus up. I've been slack. That's all good with you? Perfect. But if it's not then, sorry to let you down. Mm. And then yeah. – and then the next thing, it continues. Well, hold on.
0: Let me, let me see. Since then, I've been ghosted until last Tuesday, two weeks, two weeks ghost period, when he sends this text. So this is the next one. Now you're him. So this <clears throat> is the text. He, so he sent that text yes. basically saying, I'll flirt with you, but I, I'll flirt with you and I'll do a vacation with you where you come visit me, but I'm not going to make time for
1: you in a relationship long distance sense. By the way, not a terrible text he sent. Maybe a little insensitive, but not like as dicky as he
0: could be. It's terrible in the sense that he just did this whole trip where he's singing sweet nothings into her ear. Again, in a vacuum, he's being honest, but he's being honest with dishonesty already played in. The dishonesty got him to the honesty. So it's like he just, you know, before this he's like come down here come down if he if he had the energy and the wherewithal to be like come down here and i you're the one and and if you get these guys if you 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 convince these guys you're in as if he's some sort of special club yeah but you know to me i'd be as disappointed as her like dude if you had said this from minute one then maybe i wouldn't have come down to atlanta to have this fun time because coming down to atlanta was a a version of having fun with you to see if i want to have more fun with you and now that i do you're going back off i don't have time where you had time before what what's changed you well, fucked. It's, that's it's, a
1: change. the best friend got murdered and it is because a lot of times people say like, my best friend got murdered it's like no it's your third best friend fucking relax. sure no, no, no. <laughs> <But it's laughs> literally like his best friend for life who got murdered there's then, life
0: revisioning. You're looking, relooking at things. You're through yeah, a new I perspective.
1: It's a valid reason for him to be like, look, I need to take some time to myself. I, I never believe that I'm busy thing because I've dated. Yeah. some of the most busy, you know, when the girls I dated, I mean, Aaron, right. She's like crazy busy. She has run businesses and shit. Um, she always had time for me and she was the busiest person I know. So that's never a, a real excuse about being busy. At least people can tell you, Hey, I'm really busy right now consistently throughout a day i'll get back to you
0: i you know there's no there the people when they're busy they can negotiate their time they can go hey not right now but later there's not just an
1: all-out i can't speak for two weeks that's crazy weeks go by because i'm so busy that's bullshit
0: that's bullshit okay so let's go to the next text that she got so she writes uh so he she gets the text from the guy basically telling him where he really stands without his dick full of cum and then since then, I've been ghosted until last Tuesday. Two weeks ghosted period. And he sends this text. Okay, you go ahead.
1: It starts with a big sigh. Ugh, sorry, I'm just getting back to you. It's more, I've been <laughs> off lately. At the end of the day, between work and my buddy Wes, the month of October was awash, and I'm still trying to pick up the pieces. I'm sorry about anxiety and stress put me in a shell, and I haven't been able to get out. I've been antisocial and overall pretty depressed. You didn't deserve the ghosting, and I'm sorry, I haven't been communicating. I haven't been having the best go of it, I didn't know how to communicate that to anyone. So I just didn't communicate at all. Hope you're doing well. And your trip to Seattle was spent enjoying time with fam. I appreciate you
0: saying that. I know you've been going through a lot and I understand. I'm sorry for how you're feeling. I wish I could have done something to help. I'm here if you need anything, but no pressure, keep in touch. So then she writes, uh, I truly am at a loss and would love for any light to be shed on this strange, confusing situation. I'm sorry this is so long, but you can't make this shit up. Any advice is appreciated. So,
1: Bill, what do you think? What's the advice here? I mean, I think the advice is pretty obvious. You just got to kind of move on with your life and just sort of not think about it as much as I know that's hard. And obviously, she seems to have developed some sort of feelings for the guy. But there's no point in trying to be a a sleuth detective, Mm. try to back engineer what happened or what may have happened. I think you just kind of have to let this one go live your life and don't, don't text him again. If he texts you, just be cordial and be nice, but you really got to like from an emotional point of view and a visceral point of view, you got to let that one go, you know?
0: Well, I'm with you. She has to let it go. Um, here's what happened. Okay. This guy, she knows him from church. There's a family connection. There's immediate trust built there because I know the family. We know the same streets. It's easier to talk to you than it is a random woman over DM. It's easy to sweet talk you because you guys know the same streets growing up. You knew the same high schools. You know the same Catholic League, basketball league. Like you were at the same mass last year and uh, without doing anything, trust is built into this relationship. So she's like, I don't think he he can find... She, as she put it, poon, wherever he is. Well, during quarantine, when he reached out, no, he couldn't find women anywhere he wanted. He found you because there was always the attraction and he always knew that there was something there and he took his shot and it, add, and it had distance as a, an excuse that was always built in. So that's the why he approached you. The why does he tell you to come to Atlanta? Because you're a fish on the line and he's trying to reel you in. And he knew he would have fun with you because just like you trust him, he trusts you. He knows your family. He knows where you come from. He knows your backstory. He knows the jokes that you guys have in common. He knows this will be a fun weekend. You could be a fun weekend, but not want to be a fun boyfriend. And 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 anyone can do a fun weekend. And he proved that. Then he gets out of this. This you know horrible thing happens. Now he not only has the distance excuse. He has the my heart is. To pieces. I'm going through stuff, which is I, I'm assuming true. We can all, and he has the excuse, and I don't mean to keep calling it an excuse because it is a friend who died, but he has the thing that you can't really deny. You can't look at him and go, "Well, you're being an asshole." He still gets to be nice guy, Atlanta nice guy, because he never is actually. He's never really lying, because you can never call him out on it. So the only thing to, to, that I would say to her is, it sucks. What Bill said is correct. You got to walk away. If he comes back to you, I will add to Bill's advice. He can only come back to make a serious push to try and date you. Not, hey, not fire emojis to your Instagram, not, and, and not like thumbs up to your hot pick. It's got to be, I'm here to like do the rom com big moment. And, and I'm not, I'm saying there's a like a point two percent chance that happens I'm just saying that you can't he has gotten his opportunity to do the tester levels of the video game that they give you for free before you buy the whole thing he's done it there's no relearn period there's no I don't know if we should hang out if he wants to come back to you it's got to come back with the red carpet rolled out and and ready to go and hey I fucked up and I want you to come and I'm coming to you I'm saying that's a dream scenario, but you have to walk away if that's ever going to happen. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And maybe I'm just a little cynical. I'm also kind of like the the dead best friend got murdered. Like if they're from the same family, does the family know about this? Is this some that was bandied about town? Are there maybe articles-
0: it was a co- I, I could see I was a college friend, maybe because that's why he's they're away from there. You know, she says she's in the tri-state area. He's in Atlanta. So I, maybe he moved down there for work or for college and, I yeah. can understand how it would be far away from maybe the closest family no that she knows. That he was
1: like, "Hey, how do I get rid of this girl?" What if I say, <laughs> this <friend>,
0: this <laughs> "All the roommates are in <laughs> on it on this fake?" De- I don't know. I I mean, I'm a there is
1: there
0: again? So there, there's a chance of these things, but I would say to her, like, and and I would also, when she's wrote keep in touch, I would also, you know, I would unsubscribe from this person social media wise. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a hard person to get away from because there's a lot of could-have-beens. Because you had this great weekend together, there's this thought of like, well, no, great weekends are easy. Dating people is hard. Relationships are hard. Everyone can be a good boyfriend for one weekend.
1: Being in the same city and dating someone is much different than a long-distance thing.
0: Absolutely. It's not real
1: until you're in the same city from my point of view.
0: I'm with you. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. Bill Dawes, thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you, Jared, man. You're the best, dude. Always
0: a pleasure. I want everyone to go follow Bill. He's so funny. At Bill Dawes on Instagram. The Afterlife, that's the podcast. Go, go, go. Subscribe. I've been on the show. Go check it out. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday and Thursday. Keep telling your friends, your coworkers, your brothers, your sisters, your mamas, your papas, your hinge matches. We'll be back next episode. Boom.